You're listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, Episode 78. Welcome to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, where we explore public health epidemiology careers and share tips and strategies to help you enter or transition into the field. And now your host, Dr. Charlotte Hughes-Huntley. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining me on this episode. In this episode, I am honored to highlight the Society for the Analysis of African American Public Health Issues, or SAFI for short. I first learned about SAFI while attending one of the American Public Health Association's annual meetings and wanted to learn more. I was able to attend their conference in 2018, which is a one-day conference that occurs every year on the day before APHA's annual meeting starts. And it's also in the same location as the APHA's meeting, so it makes it really convenient. Sitting in that conference room with multiple generations of African-American public health leaders of all levels, from students to seasoned professionals, um, all having the same laser-sharp focus on African-American public health issues was incredible. It was an incredible experience for me. I come from a long line of agents of change. My mother, father, uncles, grandparents, and generations before them all dedicated so much of their lives to fighting gender and racial inequalities and racism. They were the educators and leaders, the pillars of our family and our community, and always had a word of encouragement for anyone who needed it. So sitting in that conference reminded me of how I felt being around my family members as a child and feeling or just kind of feeding off of that feeling, you know, of their stories and encouragement and just strength. So while I was sitting in that Safi conference room, I kept asking myself, how can I get involved? What can I do? I was overcome with a feeling of just wanting to roll up my sleeves and do something you know, take some sort of action. So I decided that the best way for me to serve Safi would be to highlight this organization on my podcast and help others to find out about it a little earlier so they have time to plan to attend their annual meeting, but also to just have an opportunity to engage. Not only am I serving Safi and serving all of you by bringing this information to the podcast, but I feel as though I'm honoring the work of my ancestors as well. So SAFI consists of researchers, academics, professionals, and students who are interested and have a passion for improving health of African-American communities. This is accomplished through research, leadership, mentorship, and policy. SAFI continues to grow and poise itself as a premier research and education organization dedicated to examining the role of race and more specifically racism as a contributing factor in determining the health status of African-Americans. Now, my special guest in this episode is Dr. Sandy Asari Hogan who is the current president of SAFI. She describes herself as having a passion of translation of research into practice and then describes herself as a disruptor of disparity and elevator of equity. I like that. In essence, she sees herself as a bridge between research and practice. In the interview, she'll describe more about her background and her journey to this current role. She shares a lot of information about Safi, about its background, as well as the direction that it's pivoting toward. So let's join that interview with Dr. Hogan now. Well, today I am very excited to welcome to the show Dr. Sandy Asari Hogan. So Sandy, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Awesome. Now, in the introduction, I described a bit about you and your background, but if you would, in your own words, just briefly summarize your background and just describe the work you did previously and what you're doing now. Sure. Well, as you've already stated, my name is Dr. Sandy Asari Hogan. I currently have the honor of serving as the president of the Society for the Analysis of African-American Public Health Issues, affectionately called SAFI. I have a bachelor's degree in forensic science from Baylor University, um, a master's in public health and community health, and a doctorate um, in public health practice from the University of North Texas Health Science Center. Currently, I am an ORISE evaluation fellow. A lot of the work that I do revolves around providing evaluation-related technical assistance to local and state health departments across the U.S., who are evaluating and disseminating strategies that really address a wide variety of injury-related topics. Additionally, I get the opportunity to also provide evaluation TA, as we like to call it, um, for initiatives that are focused on improving data collection and analysis, as well as developing strategies, programs, and partnerships to address opioid misuse, abuse, and overdose. Once upon a time, I... uh, also had the honor of serving as the Maternal and Child Health Director for Dallas and Fort Worth March of Dimes. And in that particular role, I facilitated implementation and evaluation of key programs that were really focused on reducing infant mortality disparities, um, helped to coordinate some high-level local maternal and child health volunteers, and uh, really explored opportunities to address inequity. And prior to that, I served as a policy analyst as a doctoral uh, resident is what our program called it um, in the Department of Government Relations at Parkland Health and Hospital System in Dallas, Texas. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I love your background because um, it's a good example, multiple examples of you know that applied public health. So being able to really get involved with the community, yeah, that's really awesome. Now, if you would tell us all a little bit more about SAFI. Really, what is SAFI? Sure. So SAFI, um, again, is the Society for the Analysis of African-American Public Health Issues. We are a 501c3 organization founded in 1991 by Dr. William, who we call Bill Jenkins, um, that consists of researchers, academics, professionals, and students who really share an interest and passion for improving the health of African-American communities. A lot of what we do is really accomplished through research, leadership, and mentorship, as well as policy. SAFI is uh, an organization really that continues to grow. We are really working on poising ourselves as a premier research and educational organization dedicated to examining the role of race and more specifically racism as a contributing factor in determining the health status of African-Americans. And more recently, a lot of our work has been focused on really helping to build the capacity of not only students, early career professionals, and those in academia to use their work to inform policy, especially policies that impact our communities. Yeah, I first learned about SAFI while attending American Public Health Association's conference. I think it was back in 2017. So I learned about SAFI at that conference. And it was already too late for me to attend because the SAFI annual meeting was the day before the APHA conference started. So I was like, oh, I missed it. But when we got ready to plan for San Diego, I purposely planned to be there so that I could attend the SAFI conference. So 
That was interesting to me because I had been a member of APHA for several years before I actually attended an APHA conference. So I guess if I had never actually attended the APHA conference, I don't know that I would have just found out about SAFI. I was just, but I'm happy that I did find. I just wish I had known about it, you know, before, many years before. So how did you find out about SAFI? SAFI is a, we are an interesting entity. So a lot of our current and former um, or more seasoned, if you will, members have all been heavily involved with APHA. As a student, I learned about APHA, but wasn't quite you know, sure how all of that works. So I kind of just dove in. In a similar fashion, that's kind of how I found out about SAFI as well. I had a colleague, uh, a friend of mine in graduate, who was at a different institution, but while I was in graduate school, and um, she was serving on the board at the time. So, you know, she encouraged me to learn more, you know, going to the website, invited me to the SAFI listserv. And from time to time, I would hear that SAFI had monthly calls with guest speakers who would really speak on various topics, including their experience and their trajectory into the field of public health research and sometimes academia. And in 2012, I attended a SAFI conference. And at that time, they had a conference and they had a mentoring roundtable. And I believe that was in San Diego. And when I went to this meeting, um, really, I was just, I was really just blown away by the knowledge in the room and just the fact that there were just so many people working in this field that I had an interest in who looked like me. So coming from the institution where I was, we maybe had one or two Black, African-American faculty, if you will. So it was kind of challenging sometimes to kind of navigate my interest in that space. And so coming to the SAFI conference was uh, just really a place for me to, you know, learn more about how to do this work and what that actually looked like from people who were doing the work at the time. So, you know, at that time, again, I was unsure of myself as a student. And this event was really, really helpful for me in that it really facilitated an, an environment where I could learn from those, like I said, doing the work, as well as learn from other students and learn about their experiences in graduate school. And just to be in a space where there were people really at the top of the field in disparities research and analysis, and for them to sit at a table with you eye to eye and have a conversation freely about not only their experience, but even you know, giving you advice about things that you could do or places that you could go to get additional training or, you know, just some additional ideas about how you could go about matriculating through your graduate program for me was, I don't know, I was just really grateful for the experience. I think it was that experience that really kind of changed my trajectory and the way that I looked at the work that I would do in the future, as well as endeared me to SAFI, if you will, and kind of got, I got roped in. So, here I am. Yeah, I, I can relate to that feeling. I, I remember being, I don't know, something about the presence in the room. I was like in awe of the, I don't know, just the meeting of the minds. And there were so many well-accomplished and intelligent and experienced professionals in the room sharing the topics of how racism impacts you know, public health and how racism is impacting our health as African-Americans, you know, even generations beyond, you know, after slavery and just listening to the conversations and the research that's being done and the, the work that people are doing. And like you said, just, you know, the woman that I sat next to 
we became very fast friends. In fact, we even met a little bit later that evening and talked for, I don't know, maybe over an hour just about what she's doing. And she was presenting there. She was a presenter at the conference and we talked and I had her on the podcast episode in the previous episode, actually. Um, she leads Sierra sisters and, um, but just, it was just an experience. It was an incredible experience to be there and it was very empowering. And I wanted to do something. I felt charged. Like, how can I get involved? How can I participate? How can I, you just feel like you want to jump in and do something. And um, that's really when I, at that moment decided that I need to highlight this organization on my podcast. That's, yeah, I was just determined at that moment. And, but anyway, it's just a powerful experience. So I was so excited to be there and, you know, looking forward to the years to come as well. So tell me about your role at Safi. Sure. So my, my role, I've been a member of Safi for a long time now. It seems like uh, an eternity since I was a student and after matriculating through, but Shortly after that meeting, there was an opportunity to apply for the board, and I, I did, really having no idea what, what all of that <laughs> entailed, um, which is probably good and bad. However, we're here. Um, <laughs> so I started off as a general member, then um, had the opportunity to become a board member, and I was the secretary at one point in time, and then applied to be president-elect, which was the last two years I was president-elect, and now I currently get the opportunity to serve Safi as the president. In addition to that, I also chaired several committees. So we chaired the PR committee, which is a newly formulated committee comprised of our communications and our membership committee, and then also the science and policy committee, which um, was something a little bit different that we were doing as well, um, and then just serving on other committees kind of ad hoc. But that's my trajectory into Safi. Now, I'm not saying that everybody else needs to go through all of that <laughs> to serve Safi. Uh, we welcome you at any level, but apparently this is this is just what I do. So here we are. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I just imagine someone taking notes. Okay, I need to join the board. Then I need to do this. But you don't have to go that route necessarily. But just, you know, that's, that's great you that you added that in. Yeah, let me not scare people away. Please <laughs> be involved in Safi. We will welcome you with open arms. We are very friendly people. <laughs> now, what did you do to prepare? How did you prepare for your role as president? Um, a lot of prayer. No. Um, <laughs> to be honest, this question sometimes is, uh, I think, a little bit challenging for me in that I don't know that anyone really has ever fully prepared for any leadership role. I think you you can try to do all the things that, you know, the leadership manuals and books and, you know, podcasts, if you will, tell you. But sometimes you do just kind of have to jump in. And in all honesty, if I'm really honest with myself, I didn't think that I fit the, the sassy mold. And what I mean by the sassy mold is that being a person that was doing research and health disparities or, you know, interested, you know, explicitly in like an academic career. And that just wasn't me. I've always been more of a community-focused, um, community-based type of public health practitioner, if you will. And um, so I didn't know that I really fit the Safi mold. And so getting into this role and starting out at the board and just listening to what other people were doing, I was just like, oh, this is, I don't know if this is really the best fit for me. So, you know, in the beginning, I did a lot of observing of past leaders. I spoke with current leaders about their roles um, and, you know, the expectations. I volunteered when I could 
and really try to focus on understanding how my passions align with the mission of SAFI. I really see myself as this bridge. Um, and although I didn't feel like I fit the SAFI mold, I recognize that there are really some other skills that I bring to SAFI and to this role. So I have a passion for and just really see myself as I heard somewhere as a disruptor of disparity and an elevator of equity, really mm-hmm. through the translation of that research that all of my colleagues and, and, and friends of SAFI are doing to practice. So in essence, like I said, I really see myself as a bridge between research and practice. And I think many of our founding um, members have been, are heavily involved in research, and they are world-renowned epidemiologists. And, you know, today when you look at SAFI, you just see how we have grown just in, in our base. And today many of our members really represent really a cadre of public health skills and backgrounds that include research, that include epi, uh, epidemiology, and really all sharing uh, the central theme of addressing the challenges and oftentimes unfair challenges that Blacks and African-Americans in the diaspora face that are systemic and really serve as um, implicit and explicit barriers to our collective progress. So, you know, as far as preparation, I think it's just a matter of really thinking about why you want to be involved in an organization. If you really just vibe with the mission, looking at who you are, not trying to be anyone else, but just looking at who you are, the skills that you bring and how can you use your skills in service to the mission that you feel, you know, compelled to to be a part of? And I think that was the biggest lesson for me is owning who I was in my public health space and using that to promote um, the mission of SAFI. That's really powerful. I, I absolutely love what you're saying. Agree with you 100 percent. You know, that having that confidence in who you are and what you bring to the table, your your skill set, your expertise or superpower, you know, be really confident in that. And then being able to lead from that position is perfect. I love it. I have a question for you about the mission. Can you just describe the mission of SAFI? Sure. So we're actually currently in the process of updating our mission in the past and historically, it, it has been heavily focused on research and unearthing health disparities through research and analysis. And really over the years, and I think we could really just attest to kind of the shift in health disparities work as a whole, the shift from health disparities to discussion of health equity. So I think it's that move from really saying, you know, here are some of these differences that separate these different communities to how can we prevent those differences from continuing and be fair and just about the way that we provide health care and provide opportunity to uh, all communities. Um, so over the years, you know, our focus has become a little bit less prescriptive on just the research specifically And noting that research is an area of disparities that really is critical to the work of SAFI, we really have shifted into a space where we are doing more promotion of leadership, um, particularly in uh, the promotion of health and well-being. And a lot of it is through the development of students and early career professionals, as well as being really intentional intentional about how we use research and practice to inform policy development and decision-making, which is an area that's um, a little bit new for us, but and in some instances can be a little bit uncomfortable, but is, I think, a necessary shift. Absolutely. I agree. I'm really happy to, to hear that. 
And um, that's really encouraging. So in terms of accomplishments, because I know that there have been many major accomplishments of Safi over the years, I just want to note that on the show notes page for this episode, there will be a lot of in-depth notes about the accomplishments of Safi so that you guys can see for yourself in that one spot and as well as being able to connect to the organization. But I appreciate all that you share so far, Sandy, on all of these, um, this episode and everything that you're opening up and talking about. But could you just please highlight a few of those accomplishments of Safi over the years? Sure. I'm, I will keep it short. You know, Safi has accomplished a lot and our founding members really were really intentional about the work of Safi and, you know, the space that we would operate in. I think some of the things that are really telling are really around the policy work that Safi has done. In 2001 and 2002, Safi drafted official policy documents on disparities and um, also published an action plan um, that really formed the basis for the adoption of two uh, resolutions as official American Public Health Association, APHA policy. In 2012, uh, one of our previous presidents, Dr. Rebecca Hassan, um, along with some of our other seasoned SAFI members and founding members, published an article really highlighting the history of SAFI and the rich history of SAFI. So again, like one interesting fact, if you know there was ever trivia and you were going to win you know, $1,000 for knowing this one fact about Safi. But when we were founded in 1991, we were founded at the first congregational church in Atlanta. And if you were at our annual meeting in Atlanta, most recently, you would have had a chance to actually visit that place. But that church was really the birthplace of a lot of really prominent um, organizations that serve Black and African-American communities, three of them being the National Medical Association, the National Association of Colored Graduate Nurses, and the National Bar Association. So I thought that was a really interesting historical fact that the birthplace of SAFI and where we hosted our first conference was a place where that gave rise to some of these really important organizations. Um, And, you know, really more recently with this focus on health equity, we, in partnership with the epidemiology section of the American Public Health Association, and led by Dr. Tiffany Gary Webb, we were able to build upon the policy work of our predecessors and uh, get a policy accepted in APHA uh, as, a, as official APHA policy entitled Key Opportunities for Achieving Health Equity in the United States um, this past year at the annual meeting. And so that was something that was also really um, exciting for us and something that we were very happy to uh, have the opportunity to participate in and glad that it resulted in a positive result. Yeah, we celebrated that accomplishment actually in um, the APHA epidemiology section, our leadership meeting. We um, That was our uh, chair, Dr. Evans, but she brought that up. And uh, of course, Dr. Webb that you mentioned is in there, Tiffany Webb, and we were celebrating that accomplishment. That's a major milestone there. Yeah, the epidemiology section, when I tell you, when they got up to the mic at Governing Council and the way that Dr. Oscar Allen went up there and really like went to bat for this policy, it was it was a thing of beauty, to be quite honest. And so I was really proud to be a part of the process and just really, really um, thankful to the support of the, the epi section in this effort. 
Oh, yeah. I can just imagine something like that. I know Dr. Oscar Allen very well, and I uh, can just imagine uh, him going to bat. So um, that would have been something to see for sure. This is awesome. So what kind of activities, and uh, this is my last question for you, <laughs> what kind of activities, you know, conferences or trainings, um, et cetera, does Safi have throughout the year? So we we do um, we do a lot. Um, a lot of the things that we do really are centered around preparing for our annual meeting and scientific symposium. So each year we have uh, a meeting that occurs the day before APHA. So that Saturday before APHA begins, we have our meeting. At that time, we also have a scientific symposium and poster session where we invite students and early career professionals to present. Um, really, it's kind of like a mini reunion where we kind of recharge and really um, refocus ourselves on the mission of SAFI and the work that lies ahead. We also do mentoring webinars and um, also have a mentoring roundtable that takes place during the annual meeting. So those things happen sporadically throughout the year. So people can just be on the lookout for those things. But a lot of those are really focused on just development of students and early career professionals. And the topics vary. We also have had previously science and policy webinars. And really the purpose of these webinars are to build the capacity of our membership and friends of SAFI to utilize research and um, their work in practice to inform policy development and policy decision-making. And last, which is maybe not the most fun, um, but we have fun when we get together. We, we do have monthly leadership and committee calls. So if people are interested in trying to figure out where they fit in SAFI, they are welcome to join one of our committee calls to learn more about the inner workings of those committees. And then we do our monthly leadership calls, obviously to make sure that we're staying true to ourselves as an organization and in service to our members and stakeholders. Lots of exciting events and activities sprinkled throughout the year. So the best way to be able to know what's going on, to be in the loop, with what activities are coming up is to connect with Safi either through the, uh, well, I'll have social media links in the show notes page for this episode. So you can either just search them on different social media platforms, search for Saf, S-A-A-P-H-I, or you look for the links on the show notes page for this episode. And then also they can join the listserv, right? Yeah. For updates. That's correct. like you mentioned, there are, Many ways that you can get in contact with us are through our social media and through our, our Yahoo listserv. Okay, that sounds great. I'm always encouraging my audience and listeners here to really take an active role or in a public health association that you feel connected with. I mean, you may be a part of more than one, like we usually are, but find one that you can really get connected and really get involved and take some action steps and both receive the information, learn and grow and then give There's opportunity to mentor and share and to give as well. So um, this is an excellent option for many people. So please check into details for the information about Safi on your own, just beyond this episode, dig in and learn more. Sandy, thank you so much for being on this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with me and to discuss all about your journey in the public health and what you're doing, as well as all the amazing things that are going on in SAFI. I really appreciate it. 
I say we, we appreciate this opportunity to to be able to share about Safi and just really hope that your listeners are are just as excited about Safi as we are and just find an opportunity to to get plugged in. And if you have questions, you know, feel free to reach out to myself or any of my amazing uh, board members, and we are happy to fill you in with additional information should you need it. That's awesome. Awesome. And I will provide links to connect with you directly or to connect with Safi. And um, I have all of that on the show notes page for this episode. So you guys can easily find it with no problem. So once again, thank you. And I look forward to seeing you, I guess, in just a few months as we get closer to the end of the year. And (laughs) before you know, it'll be here. We'll blink and then we'll be talking about travel arrangements to the conference. So I will be seeing you pretty soon. No, and I look forward to it. I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Dr. Hogan and learning more about her journey as well as Safi. I look forward to attending more Safi conferences in the years to come. Dr. Hogan was gracious enough to provide her contact information for anyone who would like to reach out to her directly. The links to connect with Safi are also provided And I encourage you to reach out and connect with Safi on social media because this is a great way to get timely information and updates, as Dr. Hogan had mentioned. And also recommend joining the listserv so that you can receive emails regarding the upcoming workshops and some of those other events that she mentioned as well. You can access all of this by visiting the show notes page for this episode, which is episode 78. Just go to drchuntley.com and click on Podcast tab from the main menu. And once you're there, navigate to Episode 78. If you like these podcast episodes and you're benefiting from the information that I share with you, then please take a moment and write a favorable review in iTunes. Your written review helps encourage me to continue to produce these episodes every week, and it helps others find the show and decide whether or not it's worth their time tuning in. All right, everyone, until next time, have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast at drchuntley.com.